That's great. Just join a nice, just join a nice, a nice sarsaparilla out here. Y'all are listening to lame. I can't do the voice. This is the Lexington Antebellum Marxist experience. I think we already used Antebellum. You have. I fucking told you not to do it. I warned you when you said it. (laughs) Play back the tapes. I got a... Oh, no. There's a a red laser on my forehead. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm way way too loud. Wait. What am I... Oh, I'm on what? Yeah, right. right, right. You do what you need to do. Yeah, yeah. I was all right. Um... Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, can you, do you have any funny intro? I was just going to say that we're, you're listening, we are doing lame right now, but you're listening to lame. I'm, I'm not listening to lame. I'm well, doing you, lame. The listener, or you, I'm the, not the listener. I'm not the listener. Let me not look at you. You, the listener of this podcast. But you're, I'm still hearing you. <laughs> the listener, to the listener of this podcast. I am addressing the listener of this podcast specifically, listener. In the future. In the future. Listener, I'm so glad. No, what's on second? <laughs> you, the listener, <laughs> are listening to the Lexington Arts Place Marxist Experience. It is the 10th of December, 2021. Did I re- Oh, I really wrote 9 December. Yeah. Huh. It's the 10th of December. I don't know. What- yeah, right, right. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. And this is a, a social. I don't really ever do this part. I don't know. I'm just oh, to sorry. Territory. This is a this is a news podcast. But I generally we generally say that after the commercials. Or, oh shoot! Uh, you know it's how it's, have you? How have we gotten so soft? Have we gotten so soft? Twelve months of this. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at Lame Pod. There we go. The commercials. That's Even, what we were email looking us for. At LexLamePod at gmail We got stickers. Um, we got buttons. You know what's coming up. What are the winter holidays? Yes. We got Kwanzaa. We got Christmas. We got, well, Hanukkah already happened. Hanukkah already happened. I was say, I was like, do not say Hanukkah. Hanukkah already happened. But maybe you want like a belated Hanukkah present. Maybe you're like, maybe, maybe you're really into Hanukkah and it's 16 nights. Yeah. Maybe the oil's that good. Double, <laughs> double Hanukkah. Double. Maybe, maybe you want a New Year's present. Maybe you just want a lame merchandise uh you can you can email us at lexlamepod at gmail.com we'll send it to you we'll mail it to you we'll ship it to you for free for zero dollars yeah if you want it get your friends the uh best gift of their life a sticker for a podcast that uh they don't listen to but you keep talking about yes or you um, know you could get some put some up around the city that'd be that's fun good. That'd be that's cute. full that's cool they're kind of bumper sticker shaped if yeah. you want to put them in a bumper of your car exactly i've seen some around town um also happening this week on Wednesday, if you're interested in some some action, perhaps uh, of the direct kind, all right, um, there's going to be a rally in Frankfurt for healthcare workers and custodial workers at universities. UCW will be there. I don't know if they're putting it on or not, but they will they will be there. And yeah. more importantly, I will be there. Yeah, I will be taking a final, so oh. I will not be there. Sad. Well, yeah. I will be there, and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Come I'll say hi to Aaron. Yeah, bring some, bring some bring swag. Some, bring, some bring some lame, lame swag. <laughs> it's the fact that swag has been rolled into like, like corporate, like nonprofit, like language, like, like the fact that like you can say, like, oh, when I, you know, I when I worked at this job, they gave me, a, they gave us a bunch of, uh, gave us a bunch of swag, and that no one like bats an eye at that. Mm-hmm. That's really something. 
But that's kind of aside the point. Um, I don't really know how you would know it was me um, at this rally. Ask, but I'll be there. Well, if, find some UCW people. And okay, ask find around some UCW for Aaron. people and ask for Aaron. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, 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 just look for some. Looks, look, just, just look for the uh, the person that screams podcaster in your mind. The loudest. I don't know. I don't think I look like you a podcaster. don't. And that's the trick question. That's the trick. Um, that's the that's the real you know Aaron face reveal. Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> rally for rally for better pay for custodial workers and Aaron face reveal. Maybe we'll see. Um, okay, now we explain what the podcast is. Okay, thank you. This is a news podcast, or of sorts. We talk about the news in Lexington, Kentucky, and the surrounding area, um, and uh, it's. Um, and we'll get to this in a second. In fact, why not we get to this now? All right, let's get into it. I want to say, I've been thinking a lot about this. Right, mm. ever. Uh, Especially because the uh, Lexington for everyone thing, which rubbed me so wrong and has apparently has been apparently has changed their opinion recently on the uh, urban <laughs> urban service boundary thing as well or something. I saw some tweet like that, but I did not look into it because it gave me psychic damage like and then also the um, that other organization that, of course, Blake Hall is a member of um, that's also just like, you know, like. It's kind of very difficult. I mean, well, that one, I mean, they did say all this stuff, but it's just very, a lot of, a lot of non-profitees, a lot of just NGO people can say a lot of stuff about things. Right. And it's very hard to suss out what anyone actually believes, especially when the elections are both nonpartisan slash also like, I don't know, the, the, even finding their party affiliation doesn't necessarily help in some of these cases, like Mayor Linda Gordon, real wild card. And, in my opinion, whatever, um, you know, and that's like, and you would common sense would say, do not use the word Marxism in your podcast, in your podcast. Do not, do not make a sticker that says lame, a socialist podcast about Lexington, right? How else are people supposed to know what we are? But that's exactly the thing. Like, I like I get that for many people, it's like a dirty word or whatever. We're in, intentionally hindering our audience or whatever with being this. But, like, part of the reason why Marxism is so good is that I think it's very, it's very easy to figure out what it's, to figure out what Marxism is about. Right. The Communist Manifesto is not a long read. Right. And even that, I mean, like, you know, like and then there's people that are like, OK, like, what is a socialist and what is a communist? Right? Don't worry about it. The, the definitions have changed every, every decade for the last two centuries. It, don't worry about it, man. Um, it's just it, it, they're just words. Don't worry about it. I'm saying, though, that, like. I'm glad one of the things that I think is critical about the work that we do on pod, on, on this podcast is not so much report on the news because you can, if you if you're a psychopath, pay money to the Herald leader and read the same articles that we read to you. Right. But what, it, there is a certain project that we are working on where we are articulating a, a what, what someone, what, what an actual Marxist quote unquote, right. What an actual Marxist thinks and does um and like like what what and like like what is to be done about lexington that's right? a good question what is to be done yeah yeah thank you mr lennon we will be uh, getting to that in the, just a second um 
I don't know. I just was been thinking about that because like you don't when you see like a socialist podcast about Lexington, like even if you have a negative opinion of socialism or whatever, you kind of know what that's about. Although people with a negative opinion of communism or whatever, like kind of obviously don't know, get it, whatever. I'm just saying I'm not ashamed of, um, of putting our name out there. Like, 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 like putting, putting these words out there like this. And I get that that's probably a turn off. I get that there's probably a lot of people that listen to this that are like, well, I'm like, you know, I would say that like I'm like a leftist or I'm against like crony capitalism or whatever, or I thought Liz Warren was all right. Search into your hearts. I'm telling you, the water's fine. Marxism Leninism is the only one that's ever worked. I mean not not I that's not actually true, but like I'm just I'm here. We're here for you. Reach out to us. LexSignPod at gmail.com. Exactly. And with that, let's actually talk about the fucking news. Okay. So the tree <clears throat> protest thing, there was something that I forgot to say, which was the funniest part of it. Um, I, don't, I, can't, I was listening back and I was like, I can't believe I forgot to include the quote. So let me, <laughs> let me just read you the excerpt from this, from this article. This is about the uh, protesting at the um, KU tree removal in Lansdowne last Wednesday. Um, multiple police officers were on Lansdowne Drive Wednesday in preparation to make arrests if necessary. Quote, I have eight officers working in this sector today. I'm going to be honest with you. The whole, the whole of the city, I don't have eight officers that got all day to sit over here, Commander Jesse Harris told protesters before Gorton arrived. That's eight officers that aren't responding to domestic violence calls, accidents, murders if they occur, or whatever else. And what a stupid... Like, what a, like, I, <laughs> I love, this is maybe. Are trying to guilt the protesters? Yeah, it's like, it's like, you shouldn't protest, not because protesting is bad or anything, but because it's a real inconvenience, ain't it? Think about the police officers. All I have to, I mean, my response is, of course, uh, if it's, if, let me say this, if it's that pressing, if people are dying in the street because you're here or whatever, how about you go deal with that? Yeah. I how mean, about, it's not like they have, like, cars. I know. I'm like, what is, what are these protesters going to do? Stop, stop a private corporation from acting? You don't think that's, is that, oh, weird. Is that, is that more important to you? Then all of this, because this is what I'm hearing. What I'm hearing is um, that this, this, th- these, these, you know, like, like 16, like, like retired women, not, not to bash on them. I mean, they're getting the fucking goods. Um, these 16, like retired women, you know, like, like, and one of them actually getting like arrested um, for doing this thing. You're saying that, 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 that their action against this private corporation is more important and more concerning to the police officers than domestic violence calls, accidents, murders if they occur, and literally whatever else. I have that in a quote. Um, which Apparently so. Just funny to say. Just, just a little curious, right? Um, other errata. Uh, we talked about the farmer's market thing last episode as well. And um, uh, take a shot every time this happens. We got a message. Uh, we, we got a message from Blake Hall, who has insight on the situation, not just because he is a uh, active citizen or whatever. He is, of course, on the board of um, some organization or another that is directly involved in this. And um, Blake, if you don't want me saying this on air, um, tell us. We'll, we'll cut it out of the episode or whatever. But I just wanted to share just just word for word the statement that Blake sent us. Um, without further comment, because I, 
it's very interesting. If this is true, which I mean, like, why would Blake lie? It's very interesting what is going on here. It merits further research. Another one of my many fucking pet projects that I may or may never get to. But I just want to just want to read this out. Food for thought for everyone. Quote, just wanted to let you all know that the Davis Park neighborhood, formerly Davis Bottom, is now part of the Lexington Community Land Trust, comma, which I am a part of and serve on a committee, unquote, or un, no, not close parentheses. parentheses. We're still in the quote, folks. Don't think you escape that quickly. The land trust is actually building at a whole neighborhood that will be permanently affordable. We are looking at having the farmer's market both as an amenity for the neighborhood, parentheses, fresh food, but also as a way to subsidize housing, parentheses, farmer's market will pay to lease the land. There will also eventually be a city park over there and some other stuff. Interesting. Curious. Curious. Um, all I can say is I wish you then the best of luck. Um, and yeah, I have no, I mean, currently that place is in, in, in empty, empty, just an empty wasteland. Um, so I hope anything gets built. Anyway. Do you want to talk about this, um, about this, uh, survey that the Herald oh, shit. Sorry. I totally, <laughs> I, to- I saw that you added that. So this is. Yeah, this is this little survey the Herald Leader put could, up about the KU Lansdowne thing. Just could, you could select multiple options. Yeah, you could select up to three. I see. Oh, I tried to make it bigger and it didn't work. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> the uh, the options are. Could I make it bigger? There we go. Oh, great! I can make it. I have the power. Kentucky utility so far refuses to stop clear cutting old trees taller than fifteen feet under power lines in Lexington. What should happen next? And they give us um, seven, eight, eight possible answers. Yeah. The city should enact ordinance. City should enact ordinance to protect older trees. I guess they're doing telegraphic style. Opponents should try to fight KU in court. KU should plant more trees. Protest KU. Reduce rates if saving money by cutting instead of trimming. Trees should go if that prevents power outages. Nothing. KU has the right to clear cut. Critics should give up fighting if KU would cost money. Or keep, critics should give up if fighting KU would cost money. We read that in the order of most popular to least popular. The critics should give up if fighting KU would cost money. A single person voted on that. Um, there is... Uh, obviously, 74% of this, 40 people said the city should enact this ordinance... Um, sadly, six people were like, nothing. KU has the right to clear cut, which yeah, a way to out yourself as a lawyer. Um, um, I don't really know how they're getting their percentages from because they say 74%, but then also the next statement, the next like thing is 56%. Well, they don't add up to... They don't add up. I don't... The percentages are... Look, guys, statistics lie, and um, we're not... We're not... Look, our business is in political theory, not in... Uh, not in not in statistics mm, um statistics um yeah the number two of course is opponents who try to fight ku in court the the wording of the the fourth or the fifth one is really strange reduce rates of saving money by cutting instead of trimming i see what they're trying to say i just the guys at herald leader really got to get somebody better copywriters although i guess it's hard to get better copywriters if you don't have a physical office anymore but that's neither here nor there um, I think what they're saying is that like, and I've made this point on the podcast, I think too, is that if you're doing this to save money on operating costs, then why do you want an increase in rates? 
is what I'm is. So, you know, if you're uh, KU as a public, as, as someone that provides a public service, they are not a public company. They're, they're a private company. Um, you know, theoretically, if, you know, if you're, if you are charging people for the electricity that they use, right. Which, um, is up for debate if you even should, um, you know, they don't in Cuba In Cuba, you don't have a fucking electricity bill, man. Um, to quote Fidel Castro famously, no one in Cuba knows the price of electricity because no one pays it. Um, no one is billed for it, whatever. Um, if, if, if the, if KU does something to save, to, to cut costs, then that, then that savings should be passed down to the consumer, right? If you want to view it as a commodity thing or whatever. But, um, obviously that's not, if you, if you ran a company like that, they would kill you. So, <laughs> but yeah, you can select up to three. So curious. Very interesting to see how many people actually answered. Apparently not that many because the top one only had 40 responses. Yeah, not a whole lot of people. 15%, uh, that's eight people, said trees should go if that prevents power outages. Which is... Huh. Name me a single tree on Lansdowne that would uh, that would destroy that transmission line, <laughs> is all I'm saying. There's a reason those lines are so tall. Um, anyway, shall we... Uh, Shall let's we shall. Moving out of the uh, the uh, corrections and follow up section, we got to get to um, our old friend. You all remember this bit from uh, from a while on the podcast. Um, uh, COVID nineteen. Um, we used to talk about this. Oh, I remember that. The beginning of side A for like two three weeks straight was the COVID section, and I've retired it because I'm like, well, we seem to be doing fine, but now um, things are taking a turn for the worse, right? Jesmond County in November um, uh, made uh, masks optional, right? In cases shot up so badly, they doubled from uh, a, uh, a community daily incidence rate um, of 24.81 on November 11th, never forget, to um, uh, 59.40%, um, or I don't think that's a percent, just a rate, whatever, on December 2nd. Um, you know, so... They're putting, they're instituting their, they're re-implementing the mask mandate. Funny enough, last time we read, I don't think we covered this in the podcast, Lexington Catholic High School is dropping their mask mandate in mid-January, which seems like the worst. If you were to like, tell me like, oh, when would be the most likely time for virus transmission to be happening, right? Um, I'd be like, well, the winter, right? Probably during flu season. Yeah. I'm just so really funny. I mean, especially because they announced it so far in advance, um, which is I'm just like, what what, what are you fucking doing, guys? Um, Anyway, Fayette County, things also are also not going so well, right? Here's a quoting from the Herald Leader. Over the past week, 145 out of 42,000 students have tested positive for COVID-19, which is the highest weekly toe to the district has since October 5th, since said Superintendent Liggins, who we've heard a lot of in the, over this uh, last few months. Um, our case numbers were less than half of that week during November. Um, each week during... Uh, don't, don't. 
there's a lot of numbers in this one. <clears throat> Roughly two weeks ago, the community was seeing between 60 and 70 cases a day. Last week, that figure rose between 90 and 95 cases a day. Fayette County is now posting between 115 and 120 cases a day with a rolling seven-day average of 121. From November 30th to November 6th, the school district saw 145 new student cases, 15 new staff cases out of 8,000 employees, and 387 new student quarantines in one new staff quarantine. As of Wednesday, 497 students and four employees were in quarantine. Um, the vaccination rates. Uh, 20% of children age 5 to 11 are, um, have had at least uh, one dose. And among Fayette County children aged uh, 12 to 17, only 45% have had at least one dose, right? Um, and of course, you got to say, you got to love it at the end of almost every fucking article. Fayette schools have partnered with Wild Health to offer free vaccination clinics at schools in Lexington. These fucking private contractors are everywhere and at every turn. It does not, there is nothing special about administering shots, man. Just, I mean, it is it is embarrassing that the Fayette County Public School, like, system cannot administer its own vaccines. Like... They're just every everywhere you turn. That's just where they are. Is, is, have you stripped that much fucking copper out of your house that you can't even do that yourself? I mean, it's embarrassing. Whatever. Speaking of um, uh, something a little more um, ambiguous, folks, you heard in the episode title, we got to talk about the arts place. So this Tuesday, the uh, city of Lexington has agreed to sell arts place on North Mill Street to Lex Arts for a hundred thousand dollars. Right. This is a building that is. Um, valued at like 1.4 million dollars i don't know I, I love that they love reporting on that blah, blah 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 we talked about this pretty extensively uh, i think early on in the pod um when they were going through exploring different different uh ways to sell uh, different buildings they can get rid of which is not absolutely not the attitude you should be taking i feel towards these things this is what it's one of those things that i can't figure out what you should be doing pre-revolution you know what I mean? Like, should you like, should you be spinning off as many things away from the local government and putting it in the hands of, um, you know, and building dual power or whatever in a way, uh, which then leads the question, of course, of is arts place dual power? No, um, they are a bunch of nonprofit arts um, stuff. But still, it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. There's another alternative thing that I think that should happen in the um in like a lot of these small towns and things like danville i think is a good example of this right like all like the cool like like uh go back to that whatever episode we talked a lot about historic preservation in right the reason we want to preserve certain things historically is that uh the buildings were simply um from a uh from a uh, ge uh urban geography perspective better um just just better buildings um that served the the goals of people in a better way. I think there's a good well. There's your problem episode about just historic buildings and yeah, yeah, and yeah. How yeah. they how they all all that stuff around mm -hmm. it. Well, they get a little more in the hair about stuff, but we I think we cut we cut quite down to the point on we it. We got a lot more in the weeds, mm -hmm. or they they got a lot more in the weeds. Yeah, we were. I mean, if you want the five minute recap on it, um, we you know we got it for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but the um, what I'm trying to say here. It does not – I think a – like a small – like like I think city governments should probably be 
owning most of the historic, definitely the historic buildings, but like uh, most of the good property in like a downtown area and be the ones leasing it out to people. Right. Um, because here's the thing. There's no, there is no, it's not, it's not dual power, right? There is, you are essentially turning over a publicly owned building into private hands. Right. And one, one thing from the, uh, article that's really important is, um, as a part of the condition of sale, the building must be used to house community arts programs for 10 years. Right. So what you have 10 years of a guaranteed thing, right? Like, oh, now we know that we'll be used for things. But 10 years from out, out from now, you could sell that building, you know, like you could get rid of that, which is, how do I say this? Um, frustrating because as it currently stood before we voted to sell it off, the city of Lexington had permanent control over what that building was used for. They got to control who they leased it out to, right? And now that they are spinning the building off and out of their control, it is just a uh, promise you'll use this for the good of the community, please. You know, I mean, it's only a matter of time before someone buys it and turns it into a hotel or whatever. I don't know. Not that it's... Or another another Italian restaurant downtown. Oh, God. Uh, more hey, Another pizza joint. Um, but... It's just, I, it's, this is the most interesting thing. This The other thing is like, I don't understand what people think maintenance costs are. And I, I just don't, I guess I just don't know why things cost money, right? General Services Commissioner Chris Ford said over the past four years, the city has spent $800,000 on maintenance and other costs associated with the building. The city felt that selling the building to Lexharts would decrease its maintenance costs over time and support the city's arts communities. Why? Why would it decrease the cost? Why would the city selling it to this nonprofit organization make it cheaper for maintenance? The maintenance still has to be done, right? I guess the only argument you could say for that would like, be like red tape, red tape, and then all their approved vendors and everything like that. But I, that's the only thing I can see why they would say that. It sounds mostly like you know businesses can run leaner than governments or whatever right. type things. I'm I'm deeply. I don't know. I just can't, I just can't imagine this being like, like imagine if like the city of Lexington, like sold off the Kentucky theater. I mean, like that can't be, <laughs> I mean, I, that's not good. <laughs> Who knows that might happen. Yeah. God, I know really like, I just so, it's just so confusing to me that they, and, and they are, and they're still in are still talking like, we great. We did that. Because the other thing is that there was also some other bullshit line about like, oh, this might make it a little re revenue for us. $100,000 is a drop in the fucking bucket, man. That is a, uh, I mean. Well, they're selling, they're selling it as such a loss. I know. I'm like, what are you, like, like, you're not making money off of this. You're selling it to them as a charity or whatever, basically. But like, why not? Because here's the thing. The arts place, this nonprofit leases the building for 12000 a year. It, it is I, that is only a decade where I just so so interesting that they think I don't know man it's very it's very confusing right there's a lot more to this story that we're not seeing yeah definitely and also speaking of events that are happening at this arts place folks roll him <laughs> out 
It's our favorite. It's our favorite. Um, it's our favorite. Uh, uh, idiot son. I don't know how you should call. It. I don't want to. I, I feel like I'm being so mean to the guy, but he's just so like uh, aloof. I don't know how to. It's David Kloiber. We're talking about David <laughs> fucking Kloiber, right? This is the guy that just just so you all remember, ran <laughs> unopposed for District Six, gets in there. Every time I fucking see this guy at a city council meeting, he is just like, like, like it is, it is, look, I get it. Not everyone is supposed to be an expert on city council or whatever. He's got a bunch of legal aids or whatever that can help him. You don't necessarily, you shouldn't have to know all this, blah, 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 right? Like, but he just like, it cannot even hide the fact that he, that he doesn't every single time he tries to do something, someone like Steve K or someone would be like, well, we actually we're already doing that or like, well, actually you, that would be there. It's like the same way that like Richard Young has to very nicely, might I add, send us corrections about basic civic information that we get wrong or whatever, except we are two people that record a podcast in a basement. Um, and uh, David Kloiber is a salaried city councilor elected, elected he, in quotations yeah, elected like, in <laughs> huge quotations he has a staff i mean he has guys he has people that tell him that are supposed to tell him this shit right it's just so funny so anyway he files to run against mayor linda gordon who let me say this i can't uh, it remains to be seen if linda gordon is actually popular or she just ran against the world's worst candidate last election, right? Um, uh, it, it may be both. Time may, will tell. Time will really tell. Because uh, let's read this. Um, Beth Musgrave, by the way, did a lot of reporting that we've been reading in this article. She's been back on it. We had a little – We had a little. Uh, little um, there was a time where the only Beth Musgrave's articles we were getting were like rewritten press conference, uh, uh, press uh, – Or like shooting reports. Items. Yeah, yeah, or a lot of Beth Musgrave was like, and then these guys died, which is something that didn't make in this episode. Stupid fucking press conference about how they're addressing murder in Lex the the the, the increase of uh of uh, murder in Lexington or whatever, and 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 it's like so funny because it's Mayor Linda Gordon, it's um the city chief of police, and then what's this? Once again, this fucking uh, city and the media's obsession with like like finding like leaders in black communities i i don't know i don't know how how else to do. i mean like like find the citations needed episode on that but fucking divine karama they got this guy on speed dial man every fucking time something any sort of press conference happens they're like well we got to wheel him out like and i kind of feel i'm like i don't know i it's just so it's the youth program shit again and whatever i bring this up because cloyber will talk about it Saying the city needs to do more to address affordable housing and crime, Lexington Councilman David Kloiber officially kicked off his campaign for mayor Wednesday night. I'm doing this because I feel like the city needs better leadership, Kloiber said at a campaign event at Arts Place. <laughs> to me, better leadership means identifying problems before they become a problem. Ironic that he's saying that in Arts Place. It's really, I mean, it's rich, man. It's funny because it's also like the main okay, like if we were to like the way if we were to believe fully Beth Musgrave's characterization of um David Clover being like the main two problems are a housing crisis and crime. Those are already problems. Like I don't I have no fucking clue what you're talking about, man. It is already I already can't afford a house. I already can't afford to live here. Like what are you on, man? Anyway, 
Kloiber, who served on the Lexington Fayette Urban County government for one year, said, quote, over and over again, we are failing to identify problems early enough and we are failing to get out there and make real change possible. Right. Um, Gorton, of course, announced her campaign in August. If you way, 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 way back. Right. And then I got to add a little line here. There's a little. They're talking about the people that have also filed to run. Right. Um, we got a uh, we got. Razamani uh, Asmani, um, who's a first-time candidate, and we have William Wayman, who filed to run again after filing to run in 2018. And I read that and I go, I, I remember, I, and I did some googling, and I was so William Wayman. He is a a a uh, probably I guess now I'm doing my math. 53. He's a deaf man which is interesting, right? I would love to have a deaf mayor. Um, interesting. But his campaign... <laughs> this is an article that Beth Musgrave wrote in like May 2018. Let me just read the cut here. Through a translator, Wayman, 51, said during a May 7th forum that he is a deaf Christian who, quote, has a vision for a more... for a more... Sa- vision for a safer, comma, more beautiful Lexington. I want Lexington to be a more safe place to raise a family and a safer place for our children. When asked about crime, Wayman said providing jobs is the best way to deter crime. A broken clock is right twice a day, folks. Um, We need to get them occupied, doing things so they don't have idle time to do drugs. Not that's not it. The first part was right. Oh wait, no his his Twitter his Twitter (laughs) is bad. Twitter campaign. His Twitter is insane, man. Um, I'll actually. Oh, this is huge. Actually, I'll take that laptop. I have two laptops in my hand now. Hold on a second, guys. Uh, Wayman said that allowing casinos could help create jobs and joked during a May 7th forum that the city should talk to President, then President, Donald Trump about bringing a casino to Lexington. The state legislature has rejected previous uh, attempts to allow casinos in Kentucky, right? Thank God. I remember, I didn't want to, I didn't look him up on Twitter, but this is, I mean, king, king, king shit. So, William, vote William Wayman for mayor. Here's his biography, right? Absolutely insane. All caps, too. One, yeah, all caps. One, senior citizen housing. Two, raise minimum wages. Three, and this is what I'm talking about where you where people don't articulate their politics. Three, support Fayette County, right? Four, and this is, I mean, truly whatever. Freedom of choice, peace, and prosperity. Are you pro-life or not? Is that what you're saying? Um, he just wants to prosper. He, and he really just posted, oh, he's deleted most of his tweets. Sad. Um, Wait, what's the cat gif? Vote William. It's just a gif of a cat. January 29th, 2018. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, it? Yeah. A lot of these tweets were deleted. He it's, would um, just tweet whatever. The, the The profile picture is I heart Jesus. Like, it's all like bedazzled out. I mean, it's really... Is that like an eagle that's just been like JPEG compressed? Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, I, I love this guy. I hope... Let me say this. We will be providing detailed coverage on William Wayman. He's not following anyone. Yeah, that seems about right. Should we follow him on Lame and Twitter? Don't don't play games with the Twitter. No, um, anyway, um, so so far we're like, okay, Kloiber, you want more affordable housing. We want more affordable housing. We seem to be in agreement, right? Um, then he said it. He said the line, the line that when you go to little urban geography class, right, in college, it's your big elite college that's turning into a liberal. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, and you go to think, and they talk about the neoliberal turn in city things, right? A, a, a phrase that you will hear used all the time 
um, that I that I used to not think people like used anymore because of how cliched it was is like a clearly like hack like developer term or whatever. Kloiber really says it. Kloiber said Wednesday Lexington should be a place where everyone can live, work, and play. Right? Ah, fuck! Jesus, bad. The worst possible vibes from uh, Kloiber. And then he says that is not the case right now. <laughs> oh, really? We have a housing crisis, he said. He literally said, that's not the case right now. We have a housing crisis. There's not enough affordable housing, and there's not enough housing affordability. We need to look at new ways to address that problem so people who want to live here can actually live here, right? Um, the city also needs to focus on jobs, particularly jobs that keep local college graduates in Lexington, he said. Well, I don't really care about the uh, college status um, of anyone. I would just like to keep jobs in the city, you know. Someone's got to be making my fucking Model M keyboard at Unicomp. I mean, um, but so, yeah, um, uh, it, it, of course, he talked about violence. He loves talking about it. to reverse that trend. Lexington needs to it needs to up its programming for youth. Right. Many youth have been victims of homicide or have been charged in relation to this homicide. Uh, Corbin Kloiber said Gordon Corbin. Well. It's a fucked up um, little ship name for them. Kloiber said Gordon had put more emphasis on running on uh, behind one Lexington, a youth violence prevention program run by Divine Karama. But more money and funding needs to go to prevention efforts. We also need to partner with the school system to create more after-school programs to keep the youth engaged, Kloiber said. Community engagement can really make a difference. It does. Um, but uh, it should be noted at this point that uh, Kloiber, I mean, long-time listeners will know this, Kloiber has a foundation that he runs, literally fucking called the Kloiber Foundation, and it does, guess what, youth programs. Everyone, every fucking one has a fucking, like, like Lebowski Urban Youth thing, <laughs> like program. The Lebowskis. Yeah, the little Lebowskis. Um, uh, here is a funny line, though. Kloiber stopped short of saying whether he would support opening the urban service boundary. Oh, hey. What's up? It's David Kloiber. It's David Kloiber. Stop, stop talking bad about me on the pod. I need the layman. To- stop the podcast. Yeah, David Kloiber desperately just, just emailing us every day, begging for an endorsement. Um, oh, guys, I'm a huge fan of Lame. I didn't you know. Somebody actually asked him a question of, of value, and then he responds with this. Yeah, yeah. Quote, I think what it says is that we have a problem with housing, Kloiber said of the sustainable growth matrix. The boundary has served us very well. We need to figure out how to best use of it. I'm not the person to say what best way to plan out our city is. We are going to reach out to the community to see what their priorities are, but we are going to make sure we need to use any and all tools available to address this housing issue. Which, for real lameheads, for real fucking lameheads, you may recall the any and all tools available to address this housing issue as the thing that he tried to include on their um on some uh like resolution that the city pa- uh, council passed about um uh, fixing the housing crisis that Steve K denied him getting that that amendment in um and he's ooh it's right it's drilled right into his head um and it's funny because uh if he was really about any and all tools comrade Kloiber um we have some ideas but something tells me um and that's what's so sad about it he does not want to use any and all tools. 
He wants a there's a very limited set of tools that he is interested in using. He's using the neoliberal toolkit, but we're using the Marxist expansion pack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, well, I mean it's the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, anyway. Um this is interesting to point out. Uh the, the, some some little factoids that I didn't know, right? Uh Gordon was the first Republican to be elected to the mayoralship um since the since the uh current government began in 74, right? And interestingly enough, I mean, not interesting. I don't know, whatever. Kloiber is a Democrat. Um, and not that this would mean anything. He looks like a goofball. Um, Kloiber said Wednesday that he has a dis- diverse life and work experiences, despite the fact that he went to Lexington Catholic High School um, and is qualified to run on the city, despite having only spent one year in council. Quote, I have a wide range of experience in both the business world and my nonprofit experience. I have worked with local leaders to try to accomplish things in our community. David, you've never run an election. You've never won. You've never ran. I mean, you you walked into this job, dude. Like, are you I I would not be I mean, this is why we call him God's perfect idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, let me say this. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. I really I'm very curious to see because the they did not say anything, and I did not do my research either. I was gonna rush him to finish this one. Um uh, uh Razamani Asmani. Um who which are I you? hope what I'm, are you up to? which I'm hoping I'm saying right. I feel very bad. I, I, I before I was like, okay, I can't fuck this up. A lot of A's. I love it. Very fun. Not. I mean, it's got the same great cadence. It's gonna in the same way that like Mayor Linda Gorton, you the know, Maya, Maya, Maya. Um, well, Maya let me let me say this to any lame listeners in District Six, which is uh, currently uh, on the boundary of. Uh, if you listen to lame, circle. you know which district you're in. I yeah, would hope you you got between New Circle. And I seventy five, and then you got your your western boundary is is sixty eight Broadway and Broadway, and then your I guess southern boundary is Todd's Road. Yeah, um, and then there's an unmarked road there. Uh, but yeah, if you're li- if you live in District Six, um, what you can you probably have a good shot to run. <laughs> run I know, say I was like for office. I guess no one in District Six. I, I guess there was the uh, there was a, a big lack of political motivation. What um, happens if no one runs? The mayor probably appoints. I, I think if no one runs, someone will file, right? Right. I well, mean, and that could be you, listener well, from District Six. I guess someone would write in. I don't know. I guess there's hoping there's an incentive to run for. Hey, I would love. I would love to be a city councilor, not because of I could pass laws or whatever. I just the salary is. I would like to be able to afford to pay rent. Hey, they make good money. I'm getting desperate. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, that's David Kloiber. Um, now I got this kind of – God, I've been going so long. I'm so sorry, folks. This is going to be a long episode. I didn't really expect to do this. Maybe, maybe I should just – no, I'm tabling this. Sorry, boys. You're not going to get that sweet, sweet redistricting news. No, let's talk about it. No, Aaron, it's so... Oh, it is so long. It's Holy super, shit. It's the longest article from Beth Musgrave I've ever read. Whoa. It is. There's a lot... Let me say this, folks. Intrigue? Question mark? Anyway, Maybe I'm going to... special or something later. Yeah. Here, I want to talk about... There is a hotel going up in the distillery district, right? Right next to Manchester Music Hall, right? And um, there is a very interesting dance that the government in this um and this group the uh, new circle investments company is doing right um they are 
the the city is going to be issuing bonds to finance the hotel, but they are not going to be making payments on the bonds. The 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 city government, sorry sorry, the the hotel group will be making the payments on the bonds, right? Which is confusing. Okay, and they're also not. They also will not own the land. They are leasing the land from the government. The government is agreeing to buy the land and then lease it to them for 40 years or whatever. And then additionally, because because they're leasing the land or whatever, they are agreeing to pay not taxes. They're not calling them taxes, but they they have a, they have worked out agreements to uh, Lexington Public Library, Lextran. Fayette County Public Schools and Lexington Fayette County Health Department have worked out an agreement to receive payments in lieu of taxes from the developer over a 40-year time frame. I've never, and I mean, folks, look, I'm not, look, I was kind of born yesterday, whatever. I have never fucking seen any sort of weird, what what a bizarre development. Who is winning? Who is get? like, who, why would you, this, this is, is so strange. This is the most this is the most confusing like there is okay there is some sort of a uh, the city approved a a 39 million dollar industrial revenue bond for the hotel which is like I just I, industrial revenue hotel I don't I mean it's so this article I look at it and my brain turns to soup I well, mean, you know, we go go back to what Lenin said about finding uh, finding the root of a cause. Yeah, look at who is to benefit. That's what I'm. That's literally what I'm saying. Who I don't know. I don't know who's benefiting. It seems the, <laughs> the, like, the issue with this, this situation. I don't know who's winning. <laughs> it seems so fucked up. This is, I guess, the strategy. They're like, man, those people are lame. Are really catching on to our old uh, tiff tricks. We need to try for something even more insane. A series of contracts. I don't know. Anyway. Um, finally, breaking news as of like three hours ago, which I guess I'll quickly refresh the Herald leader to see if there's any update on it. Although I doubt it. Um, breaking news. Okay. If the page would load faster, external interference, some sort of, yeah, some sort of cyber attack has happened on Lexington on the Lexington government's, uh, uh, computer systems, but not all of them. Like 911, 311, and the like LexingtonKY.gov and all the city email. That's fine. But you can't pay your bill online. You can't access planning and other building related documents. Or could you, you can't register for park programs, right? Um, uh, Susan Straub, a spokesperson for the city, said that they are still investigating and don't know yet if it, if it is a similar recent ransomware attack. Hmm. So no one knows anything. Um, curiously enough, uh, they did say um, in recent years, Paducah paid a $30,000 ransom to hackers to regain access to its server in February. I love that it's kind of a low number. Yeah, 30 is kind of low. I guess it's like it Paducah. the city doesn't need it that. They're like, I guess if they're like Paducah, you will pay us a million dollars. I'm sure Paducah's like, it would be cheaper for us to just to just wipe everything and start again. I don't. I don't know. You know what? Then they could also Man, do. There is an art to picking a ransom price. You know what I mean? Mm. It's it's underappreciated. They could also do like 
you know, if Lexington had this issue, remember the people who got their garbage for free? Oh, yes, actually. How they had to manually update it by hand. No. And they just lose all their records. And then everyone gets garbage for free. I know. Well, I was going to say, those people that got garbage for free collectively over the eight years got equivalent $200,000 of free garbage pickup, which is half the price of Art's Place. <laughs> which i found interesting a right? clerical error yeah <laughs> bank error in your favor it literally happened um anyway uh i yield my time um i'm so sorry it took so long folks That's but uh, okay look next episode it's gonna even be a better one i love doing this podcast oh wait i gotta say the criminal side or whatever uh see you in the middle Okay, it's the middle side. Welcome back. We got. Oh my god! I went. I went very long. Oh wow! I'm glad we didn't do the. Um, That's why I was. I'm glad we did not do. That. I need. We need to have a, a two-hour lame. There episode. needs to be some better way to show you the the time remaining. We're gonna. We'll work on it. We'll but, work on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some capital um, improvement projects. When we con the city into exactly. selling us a two million dollar building for the um, third of a price of a fucking house. What the fuck, hey, man? Uh, in um, other news, another news, Lame Incorporated has uh, acquired the uh, yeah, Arts Place. I do. We don't even have enough people to do it and incorporate it. I feel like you need a lot of, like, you just physically need a lot of people on that thing. Or Lame LLC. Yeah, Lame LLC we could do. That'd be fucked up. Anyway. Um, LL, the L will stand for LLC. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> LLC, a Marxist experience. Anyway, what do we give us some commercials or something? Um, come to the come to the protest in Frankfurt if you can, if you have the ability. To. Wednesday at noon. Wednesday at noon ish. Ask for um, UCW. Ask for ask for Aaron at the yeah. door. <laughs> I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of people there. If you can show up, um, bring a sign. It's gonna be fun. They're gonna be gonna be trying to advocate for people that actually need to like be paid, the custodians and the healthcare workers and social workers and everybody there. <clears throat> um, they're gonna be there um, protesting outside of the steps, um, and it's a it's an important important event to go to. Um, and if you don't see me, that's okay because at least you were there. Yeah. You can also contact us at lexlamepod at gmail.com for any stickers, buttons, and corrections. Yeah, um, please. I love I love yeah. receiving feedback. I love when people yeah. talk to me about the Especially podcast. if your name is Richard Young. Yeah, Richard, I haven't heard from you in a while. Did we scare you off? Um, and I heard Richard hasn't been listening to podcasts recently. Oh, really? It's a little hearsay. Uh, well, you know what? Maybe that's, maybe that's the for street. the better. You know, um, I have also not been listening to podcasts recently. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm, I'm crushing them down, um, like, like a soda can against my head. I was looking at the, uh, the other day they were for some of their fundraising thing. Civiclex was like, meet the team, and it's like, <laughs> it's like four people. Nice. <laughs> Which I'm like, what? <laughs> you can't tell me you just got four guys in there. <laughs> It's funny. Um, we got four guys. I know. 
Um, We're in the size of Civic Lex. I know, one Civic Lex-sized podcast. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, follow us on Twitter, at LamePod. You know, we, we always sometimes forget about it. We always sometimes do. The, the uh, what is it, iTunes reviews. Give us five stars. Oh, shit, yeah. It's slowly increasing, and it's good. Well, and it's not just it's not just for like, oh man, I really want to have five stars. I really want to have five stars. It's gonna be so good. It helps us. It helps us. You can it have more people. The, it helps spread the word. Spread the message. If you don't want to fucking log in, and if, if you let me say, what if you're like a cool guy like me, and you're like, I don't have an Apple ID. Tell your friends. Yeah. With the pod. Spread the word. It's good. We offer good mm-hmm. stuff. If there's anyone in your life where you think maybe they could benefit from some uh, materialist uh, podcast, some Marxist podcast, you know, maybe they, maybe like we were saying earlier, maybe they voted for Warren. I know. Maybe, maybe they're like, well, I'm like a leftist, which is so goofy. Um, it's put them on the, uh, it, 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 uh, com. put them to the task, articulate it, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, we can help you. <clears throat> and with that... Let's go into side B. All right, you all are listening to the Lexington Arts Place Marxist Experience. I'm Aaron. And I'm Jenry. It's the 10th of December, 2021. Wow. It's side B. Can you believe it's almost 2022? Wow. Crazy. I mean. I'll say a whole year of podcasting. A whole year, maybe. It's great. And we get those unreleased episodes, too, from late December. Hey, shut the fuck up and do the, and do the episode. <laughs> All right. Um, you know who we are. You know why we are. You know where we are. Actually, I hope you don't know where we are. But um, this is Side B, where we talk about things that are not in Lexington, specifically okay, I love, in the state. You, you define Side B to whatever you want it to be, Eric. That's what it is today, things that are not in Lexington and across the state. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so starting off today, we have this uh, from coming in from Andy Bashir's office. Social service workers. Remember we talked <laughs> talked about them last time. Uh huh. It worked. <clears throat> it worked. Folks, they got the fucking. Hey, goods. you know, and you know what the social workers were doing uh, last week in Frankfurt, in, in the in front of the Capitol, doing a little, doing a little, doing protest. A little protest. You know what's going to be happening this week. On Wednesday, Wednesday. we'll protest. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. Wednesday the fifteenth. Just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, Governor Bashir awarded a ten percent pay raise Wednesday to Kentucky social service workers, hoping to halt the loss of frontline employees demoralized by low salaries and bulging workloads, severing several, serving several children, and not severing. Severing. (laughs) Oh God. Adults. <clears throat> the uh, pay increase takes place December 16th for social workers and family support services staff. He said it's a result of the governor's administrative action to reclassify their jobs to a higher grade. More than 3,900 employees are in line for the immediate pay raises at a cost of about $15 million. Existing funds due to vacancies within the agency will cover the expense. Well, why don't you? Well, you don't fucking say that's <laughs> if you don't know me personally you don't understand the significance of that line and it's okay you shouldn't um but uh holy shit man wow it works oh that's crazy sorry sorry fuck sorry just keep going sorry. the governor also the governor oh, also wow. announced a state pilot program to expedite the hire of entry-level social workers and family support specialists to help overcome the staffing shortage the project is intended to condense the hiring process within seven business days of applying 
You heard that here, folks? For that, you heard that here first, folks. You can apply to be a social worker, and you can get the job in seven days. You can get the job in seven days. What a time to be alive here in Kentucky. Also, his upcoming budget plan uh, has a uh, will propose funding to hire more social workers, create a loan forgiveness program to help ease student debt among social workers. Bashir said, oh, "God, man, if I could find one of those fucking." loan forgiveness programs for a job that i'm in where's exactly. loan forgiveness for podcasting i don't know Patreon. but this leads me into uh this new section i'm calling the bashir's budget corner okay or the bbc all right because um last last time we had bbb uh-huh the better business bureau and this yes. is bbc um so bashir we're gonna be talking about this a lot in the coming weeks because the general assembly is meeting in january and what are they gonna do they're gonna have a lot to talk about one of the things they're gonna talk about is of course andy bashir's budget it's an even year and what does that mean longer session and longer session and also budgets budget baby budgets are happening in this year yeah, two-year budgets what the fuck yeah, two-year budgets so andy's gonna put one forth and we're gonna be talking about it in bashir's budget corner bashir signaled that his education proposals to the legislature will include a pay raise for educators along with retention programs to hold down teacher turnover in classrooms this is okay this is a little bit of um i don't know i don't know if bashir was part of yang gang I don't know. I don't it, know if he. I don't know where he is. He's definitely co-opting the the Yang Gang language. He, uh, yes. There's somebody, somebody in the Bashir campaign, somebody in Bashir's office, his um, was really into Yang. Um, he says, which is to say, really into the neoliberal project. Exactly. Our job in government, once elected, shouldn't be trying to move the state to the right or left, but just to move it forward. We are sitting so at a once-in-a-generation opportunity to push Kentucky forward economically in education, health care, in, in ways that we'd always dreamed of. We cannot fumble this opportunity through partisan rank, rancor. Rancor. Oh, that's the, uh, that's the problem, Andy Bashir. They, they all want to do partisanship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Not right or left. But forward, you know. Thank you, thank you, Andrew Bashir. <laughs> Not right or left, but upward towards authoritarianism. Yes, <laughs> just just directly up, directly up, <laughs> straight up, center center authoritarian. Yeah, center. I'm a center authoritarian. Um, I'm just into pain. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, also, okay. So we're talking about what's happening in this 2022 session. Um, Reggie Thomas has pre-filed a bill. You might remember Reggie Thomas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, Reggie. Our, uh, our esteemed senator. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has pre-filed a bill to um, instate traffic cameras in Kentucky. Kentucky state law currently does not specifically prohibit the use of red light cameras, but the only way you'll be fined or ticketed for running a red light is if someone present at the time physically sees you doing it. The proposed bill would allow you to be fined through the use of cameras done by taking a picture of your license plate. When I heard this news, when you told me about this, like, like a few days ago, the amount of red lights that I've run between then and now, <laughs> I mean, I used to, it's just because I lived in Chicago for a little while. Like, I, folks, those cameras don't do shit. Those, those they're just, they're just proximity. They're, they're like there to measure, like, traffic. They're not there yeah. for. You won't get, there's no red light cameras in this town. Run every light. I mean, look, use your, look, use your eyes. Use you know, be prudent. You know, I mean, don't don't just go. But don't I'm hit saying, nobody. If it's if if you're at night and you're just waiting for the light to change and there's no fucking cops around and there's no fucking narcs around, take it. That's my advice to you. Wise words. Or just ride a bike. That works too. Then you, don't, then you don't have to obey anything. Exactly. Yeah. Um. 
A similar bill was originally filed by the late senator. You don't have to pay insurance on a bike. This is huge. That's true. You don't. Mm-hmm. That's that's wow. Yeah, my insurance is going up for unknown reasons. Hmm. Um, and uh, God, I fucking hate a car. Anyway, to have a, have a positive correlation with the uh, amount of red lights ran and insurance <laughs> rate. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I've never um, been in an accident, folks. Fingers crossed. Hopefully, I get rid of a, my car before that ever happens. Hopefully. Um, a similar bill was originally filed by the late state senator Tom Buford. <laughs> but it was His a, dying wish was to was to have was to have a higher police presence. I'm kidding. The late great state senator Tom. <clears throat> it never passed. Senator Thomas said the next step to getting his bill passed is presenting it in front of the committee, transportation committee, during a hearing. Yeah. Thank you, Senator Thomas. Um, and then we have some news from KET. I was, you know, I was watching their little like Kentucky Tonight program uh-huh. before this podcast. Yeah, they got an interesting panel. Yeah, of folks here. They're talking about everything that we're going to be seeing. We're going to be okay. So 2022. <clears throat> what are what are we going to be seeing next next year? We got redistricting. We got the budget. We got a whole bunch of stuff from the Republicans. There's an abortion law that's going to be coming up. We're going to be voting on an abortion change to the Constitution. Man, there's already November. an abortion law on the books that's just yeah. in, like why? <clears throat> there's going to well, the abortion amendment is just going to say you don't have the right to an abortion. That's so Jesus, man. Um, and there's a whole lot more that's going to be going on. The Kentucky Senate and House Republicans are going on retreats next week. And there, there looks like there is no special session in sight. All right. Well, and they just keep talking about that. I mean, I, I, inshallah, I guess they move back the uh, the <clears throat> the register the uh, time to register. Yeah. Because we're cutting it really fucking close. So KET had four people on this little panel of theirs, and it's interesting the people that they had. Yeah. They had, of course, two elected officials, State Senator Jason Howell, Republican from Murray, State Representative Josie Raymond, a Democrat from Louisville. Uh-huh. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Then they had Jason Bailey, Executive Director of the Kentucky Center for Economic Policy. Kentucky Center for Economic Policy. And then they also had Kate Shanks, Senior Vice President of Public Affairs for the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce. Oh, fuck off. I already know that's fucked up. I got to know what the Kentucky Center for... He seemed... I couldn't really get a read on this guy because he kept talking about how to fund... They're talking about the surplus oh, and how we have a surplus. And he was like, well, we got to raise the taxes on the rich, and make them pay their fair share. Okay. And I'm like, okay. A little, little, little bit of a, uh, little bit of a liberal capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, okay, well, where could he be going with this? And then. Okay, the website just isn't working. Great. I love just, that. Please just work for me. Please work. And so I don't know. I don't know if he's just like co-opting the language or not. I, I couldn't get. Well, I guy. mean, that's the thing about articulate. Every there's no one. Everyone is afraid to say that, like, oh, I am this ideology, right? Mm-hmm. And it's so it's so bad in this thing that you call that I could get called a liberal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, please, Jesus. Christ. Do you get anything? Well, let me read the cash off the fucking DuckDuckGo research salts. Um, research salts. Okay, there's nothing of interesting. Um, <laughs> it's just there's just nothing. They just talk about infrastructure real quick. I I don't. I literally nothing. I mean, I did nothing. Wow. 
what okay whatever man um oh okay cool great well um just got a bunch of hawks on the on the ket panel anything interesting um i mean i don't know it's standard stuff i didn't get to finish watching it because then oh. you came over and we started watching we started recording we started watching lame. <laughs> started watching yeah. lame and then you came over and like we do every week we had an out-of-body experience and watched ourselves record lame <laughs> <gasps> dang it I hate it when that happens Ugh, not again not again this one okay so this next story comes to us from the courier journal okay it's about louisville and I thought it, I thought it would be interesting. What is your what is your what is your anagram for? Oh, it's just lame. Acronym? It's just lame, but for Louisville. <laughs> it's just lame. The Louisville <laughs> experience. <laughs> it's still lame. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, you know, hopefully we never have to do an episode about Covington. Yeah, do we have a fucked up? Oh yeah. Um, I just hoped you'd pick something good. Yeah. And better, but yeah, sure. Um, so the Metro Council rejects. So the Metro Council had this bill. Um, for those of you who don't know, Louisville also has a has a council like merged government. Do they have a city, little weak mayoral county. system like we do? Um, I don't know. If, I don't know the specifics about the about all the Louisville politics. They are partisan though. Oh, great! They have partisan. We get politics. any cute little like Louisville like third parties? No, no, oh. just the Republicans and Democrats. Oh, that's, that's a little fucked up. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, there's this party you may have heard of. It's called the uh, Kentucky Democratic Party. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Um, and so they had this bill before them to um, basically like end employer checks of credit history before getting hired. Wait, so they're and they rejected that. Oh. And then there is also a tiff. Can you? Can you imagine, like, I'm trying to work at fucking Target, and they're like, we need to check your credit history to see if you're responsible enough of a spender. Right. Fuck off. Which, yeah, it's it's kind of kind of insane that they're still doing that. When I, I had to get a credit check. No way. For, for this one job I was working at. Huh. And I didn't have a credit score, and they were just like, oh, that's okay. We, yeah. Now I have a credit S- score. But yeah. that was that was kind of weird. That's so weird. Um, Louisville Metro Council members voted down an ordinance Thursday that would have banned employers in most cases from using consumer credit history to make hiring decisions. Yeah, weird. Um, the credit history ordinance with which Metro Council members and then they give all the members was recommended for approval by the Committee on Equity and Inclusion before coming to the full council on Thursday. But the Metro Council failed to pass the ordinance in a 10-12 vote. Three members absent. So, am am I to understand that um, if these three guys just showed up, it would have passed? We don't know. I don't yeah. know who the other people are. Okay. Um, all Republicans at the meeting voted no, along with six Democrats. Oh, oosh, Jesus! Um, one of the people who voted for the bill said, "Credit history does not predict job performance." Correct. Um, Metro Councilman Anthony. Piagnini, I don't know these Italian names. Piagentini. Yeah, Piagentini said he thinks the ordinance goes after smaller businesses trying to make good hiring moves. A credit report. <sighs> sure. A credit report to measure. That, is that is that offensive? No, do it. <laughs> Italians have been white for years now. It's fine. A credit report to measure his behavior. You make a promise. You are not able to fulfill that promise. <laughs> 
That's so. It's so. Fox echoed that another council member echoed that defense or dissent. Character still matters, Fox said. And if you're running a business, I think you should have the right to make sure the person you're hiring has the same character you do. You don't. None of the people you hire have the same character you do because you're fucking own a business it's the employer employee relationship none of them have the same character you do because you're the employer and every employee yeah jesus fucking christ man i mean what does it whatever i'm not gonna blow a fucking gasket over this one Mm -hmm. i i'm just i I, just inshallah there's just not that many employers in louisville using this here's um here's an interesting like i i hear this a lot um from from some of my friends um and that's that your credit store your credit score goes down if you get evicted or if you like pay your rent late yes your credit score does not go up if you pay your rent on time yes curious it's punitive curious yeah also your credit score goes down if you pay your car payments early really if you pay your car payments too early then your credit score goes down because you're not giving the the lenders enough interest, you're enough not money giving, and interest. That's fucked up, man. That's yeah. super fucked up. Because you're actually being responsible. I don't know. Credit credit score is kind of fucked up. People say, oh, man, I can't believe we live in America. It's so nice. It's so great. We don't have any dystopian systems at all that track your behavior or anything like that. I know. It's like people, yeah. It was all, everyone was like <laughs> in outrage about the Chinese social credit score, which, to be clear, I think it's I think it's dumb because I think all credit scores are dumb. But I'm like, we have that. We just have a more explicitly economic version of that. Mm-hmm. But that is whatever. Um, Hakeem, I think, has a good video about it yeah. um, on YouTube. It's either Hakeem or Second Thought. I don't remember who would, did which one. But there's one of one of the leftist YouTubers put out a video about it. Go check right. it out. Now my podcast is telling me to listen to go watch a leftist YouTuber. Oh, God. Ugh. It just never ends with these people. <clears throat> these leftists and their theories. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of theories, it's happened again. Yes. You've wasted another perfectly good hour listening to Lame. Mm-hmm. Our senior executive producer is Charlie Carey. Thank you so much for okay. This Beth, all these Beth Musgrave articles, Charlie. I mean, I don't know what you huge shout out to Beth huge, Musgrave. Huge shout out to Beth Musgrave, <laughs> the senior writer for the Lame Election Desk. Yeah, she's back on. She's really mm-hmm. back on the case, guys. Yeah. Our stickers and buttons are from Claire Thompson at ClaireThompsonArt.com. Go check her out. See what she has. She's. <laughs> see what she has. I don't know. Go there. It's cool. Yeah, great. <clears throat> um, you can follow us on Twitter at LamePod. Email us at LexLamePod at gmail.com. And even though in Dave Kloiber makes a <clears throat> a press release. Even though, hold on a Actually, oh, yeah, got it. Hold on a I got it. Because I'm, I'm, you're on to something. Okay. You're on to something, Aaron, and I don't... <laughs> You only get one shot at these things. Yes, you only get one shot. Even though we can... And even though David Kloiber's credit score goes down every time we make a new episode about (laughs) him. (laughs) Every... Wait, or every time we... Fuck, I fucked it up because I have to say every time we say it. Every time he hears us say it. This This is lame. lame.